What's up, 3D? What's cracking? Happy Tuesday. Seeing happy Tuesday, happy Tuesday. Seeing a burrito space going on, I got excited. I walked in, it was quiet and the light. Yes, sir. Are we interviewing Prob Cods today? You know what I'm saying? I wanted to be like rambunctious and disrespectful and like fill up the note. <laughs> The, the, the silence a little bit, but uh, yeah, nah. it'd be like that. I like a, a couple minutes of silence in the beginning of a space to get us all censored. All right, so I'm I'm already fucking up the vibes. All right, uh, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, prob cause fuck with your work, man. I'm looking at it right. Yo, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely looking. Holy shit. Yeah, no, nah, this is crazy. Nah, I'm excited for this interview. Yes, sir. I think we probably about ready to I've go ahead and get started. If you're... Yeah, yeah. Yo, 3D, your shit's crazy too, man. Whoa. Relax. It's your selfie. I'm playing. Yeah, there's artwork. No, no, no. All right, y'all, let's go ahead and get this thing started. Prob Cause, dude, how you doing today? I'm great, man. Just uh, really been in the studio, like, nonstop the last month. A little less on Twitter, a little more behind the, uh, behind Ableton, behind the paintbrush, behind the pen. You know what I mean? Trying to just That's like, what's up. Make, make work for me. That's yeah, a good place yeah. to be, and I feel like it's it's easy to get caught up in the motion of of just the motion of the motion, and and feel like you got to kind of do what other people are doing. But it's good to just get locked yeah. in sometimes, because then you can turn around and release something that's like totally unique. Totally, yeah. That's kind of how I felt. I feel like I've been pretty like immersed in NFT culture and hip hop world and NFT Twitter and all that shit, and like. I just needed to step back a little bit and just kind of like lose myself in work for a second and not get too caught up in all the all the the noise, you know. Totally, totally. So, who would you say Prob Cause is today? Man, I just I'm an artist, you know. I am a super curious person. I like to learn. I uh, like I like to learn a lot of new techniques. I like to try everything out for myself to see what fits and what doesn't. So I'm really just like I'm just an artist with no boundaries. That sounds a little corny, but like I really just try to do a little bit of everything um, for no other reason other than like I feel like it helps me understand myself more. It helps me understand the world more and helps me just like think through shit. Um, you know, creativity has always been that for me. So um i just look at myself as an all-around artist not necessarily one thing that's awesome that's awesome could you talk about your upbringing a little bit how long has music and art been a part of your life yeah um i mean i really have been making music for god since i was probably like 17 or 18 um you know trying to pursue it in one way or the other like more as a hobby, um, just kind of on some freestyle shit. I used to do a lot of open mics um, in Chicago and kind of came up in the like spoken word, poetry, open mic scene out here. 
Um, and that turned in a lot of the people that I was in that world with ended up kind of pivoting to the rap, the rap game. Um, and so it was actually like a really natural progression to go from that and to like make it music, rapping on beats. Um, and then during that time, I'd always do like my own album artwork. I was always really into graffiti. So I was always like out and about writing. Um, and those two things always live pretty separately for me. Like it was like I had my painting world, drawing world, and I had my music um, and performing world. And I wouldn't say until the last like few years, they really merged. Um, a lot of that I attribute to like the NFT space, allowing me to do both things. Um, and being able to like really push my visual artwork while I was like touring and pushing the music thing. Um, so that's kind of how I got started. It was really just like, I, like I literally would just do like these open mics at cafes, you know, with like 10, 10, 12 people. Um, and just really fell in love with performing, whether it be in front of two or five people. And now, you know, when I do the great shows, it's a lot more than that. Um, so that's kind of like, yeah, yeah, I guess that's the roots of it. That's awesome. What is a, what's it been like, like the progression and seeing like, feeling the energy rise around it, like going from just like little open mics to like being on tour. We'll definitely get to being on tour, but let's talk a little bit about just like the the journey up until then. Uh, have you, have you grown yeah, yeah. a lot as an artist since then? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you know, from there, I started doing my own little tours, like mostly in the Midwest. So I would like pack up my car with my DJ and pack a bunch of merch in the back and go play shows wherever the fuck I could get them. So I'd, I would do open mics in college cities. I would get booked as an opener somewhere. I like I really like fought to get slots wherever I could. So I would do like this little circuit of like, Champaign, Illinois, Bloomington, Indiana, somewhere in Iowa, you know what I mean? And like really kind of ragtag together little mini tours. Um, and that was like the first stage of it. And then I started um, kind of getting immersed in like the electronic world through this festival called Summer Camp, which is in Illinois. Um, and there was like a lot of jam bands and EDM acts and like electronic acts and whatnot. And so I started playing that festival and got to know a lot of people in that scene and so I started pivoting to doing shows with more like electronic artists or having electronic artists DJs for DJ for me um and when I pivoted in that direction that's kind of like when things started happening a little bit more because there wasn't a lot of people like really rapping in that world and so I think it was kind of a niche that I didn't even really realize I was carving out for myself um and I feel like I started making cool more experimental music at that time and just finding myself a little bit more I felt like I fit into that world and just could be a little bit more creative I didn't have to like rap over all the same types of beats I could just like do all types of things and experiment a little bit more um so yeah that's kind of like where I found my home and now I now I kind of like teeter between both lanes you know yeah, definitely, definitely. How has uh, Web3 influenced you as a creative? Have things changed since you got into NFTs or have you sort of just tried to to stick with the same sort of patterns that you've had before? Um, I've definitely, like it's opened a lot of 
cool doors for me. Um, but I would say, like, I remember sitting, I was drawing on Procreate. Like, I, I had started drawing on a tablet, like, maybe five years ago. Um, you know, normally I was, like, drawing with pen and ink and, like, painting on canvases and whatnot. And uh, I kind of pivoted to the digital art world a little bit just because I was curious and wanted to expand. And I remember, like, drawing and Procreate being like, man, I wish there was like a market for this. I wish there was like a place where this was valued um, as much as paintings were valued. And I mean, not that paintings are valued that much in our society, but like, you know, digital art was kind of frowned upon uh, or like seen as being second to um, or less than traditional, the traditional gallery world, I guess you could say. And I remember it was like not too long after having that thought, I came across the NFT world where people were collecting digital art. And um, I was just like, this is just too perfect. It's like a match made in heaven. Um, and so I, I, I wouldn't say like my art necessarily changed too much. Um, I would say that I thought I started thinking about how to curate a community differently um, through Web3 because there was so many different cool tools to use especially now with with manifold and like all the burn mechanisms and the claims and being able to like really track your uh community and give back to them in interesting ways so um i wouldn't say like it necessarily changed the aesthetic of my visual work but i think it changed my approach to how i released art into the world you know yeah definitely i hear a lot of different roots in your music when I listen to it it sounds like uh, a blend of a lot of different genres I'm wondering what your music listening patterns are like are you someone who is in the music that you create is influenced by what you listen to or do you try and separate the two mm, that's a good question I mean I think that probably subconsciously everything I'm listening to is going through me and then coming out in terms of like and being inspired in one way or another um I wouldn't say that I try necessarily to like sound like anything that I'm listening to but I'm sure it inspires and influences me in one way or another um I listen to I mean I listen to everything like from country music to jazz to classical music like I really really do listen to everything and and have stuff that I like in every genre and can like appreciate every genre um recently I've been listening to a lot of Fred again I don't know if y'all know who that is but he's just an incredible producer he helped produce this, the the new Skrillex joint jungle um I've listened to a lot of Coda the Friend and Toby Lou on the hip-hop side of things um, I always listen to a lot of jazz, so I really love, like, Paul Desmond, who's the horn player for Dave Brubeck. Uh, I always listen to tons of Miles, Horace Silver. I mean, I just, like, I'm, I'm just so, I'm such a music head. I just consume music all day long. It's probably my favorite thing in the world to do is just listen to music and draw. I could do that shit for weeks on end, <laughs> like, nonstop. That's That's my happy place and where I find myself trying to, like, if I'm doing anything other than that, I'm always strategizing how to get back to that. <laughs> like, how can I get back into a room and just be listening to music and drawing? You know, that's that's definitely heaven for me. Yeah, I totally relate to that. And it's it's awesome to to feel like you found your like thing in creativity when it's like you're you're 
not making something from like a stressed standpoint. It's just like all you can think about is getting back and, and doing the thing that you enjoy. Like that's such a good place to, to be at creatively. Has it always yeah. been like that for you? Have you always Absolutely. just been like ready? Is there have you ever been any times where it's just like, yo, I don't know. <laughs> oh, all the fucking time. I mean, I'm somewhat in that space now. Um, I'm kind of always in that place. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, the day could start that way and finish where I feel really inspired or vice versa. Like, I feel like if for me, at least if I'm not constantly kind of like questioning what I'm doing in some way, I don't think I'm pushing boundaries as much as I could be. So like, I'm always in a state of, you know, not knowing to a certain degree. And I think there's like some fun things that happen in that creative headspace. And I think like one thing I always try to tell myself when I get into creative blocks um, because I've been in that cycle so many times where I'm like, I can't think of what I want to make work about, or uh, no idea is coming to me. Usually if I keep pushing through that, there's a breakthrough on the other side. So like, I always try to remind myself of that when I am in those, I guess you'd call them like stagnant moments of creativity. Um, And I would also say, you know, up until fairly recently, you know, I was, I still am not like the most known artist by any means, you know, and I was like definitely struggling financially too. So like when you're in that headspace of you're broke and you're trying to like get to a place where you're comfortable, um, that can impact your creativity a lot too, because you're like, you're either making work that you need to sell so you could fucking buy groceries, (laughs) you know what I mean? And that'll definitely like have an impact on you. Um, Or like you're up against, you're in a time crunch because you're working a nine to five job and you're trying to squeeze in creative time in between, you know, your off hours or whatever. Um, so I, I can fully relate to those struggles because the majority of my life was that, you know what I mean? It's not until fairly recently that I was able to start selling work and touring and, and having a more consistent um, sort of income for my creative output. I think that's like a, a huge sort of, I don't know if it's maybe underspoken, but it's sort of, I feel like people don't necessarily touch on like the nuance of of staying motivated as an artist, because I feel like there's almost more time, if you're really pursuing the like artwork as a career, there's going to be more times that you don't want to do it than that you do want to do it. But it's like the end product and the environment and and just the essence of being an artist always makes it worth it. But it's like, sometimes the motivation to actually yeah. do the thing is definitely it's hard or there's just like other outside things that you have to do that make it hard to be motivated to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, there's always outside noise. There's always distractions and that's just, that's what light that's life. <laughs> right. So it's like um, creating when you don't feel like creating, um, you know, finding that time where you can, put the pen to the pad and I think the other thing like this this happened to me the other day is like I was I was working I was trying to make I had this idea for a song and I sat down to try to like flesh it out and turn it into something and I just could not it was not happening (laughs) like it was not happening and everything I was making felt like trash it was just nothing was going my way I you know then you like start doubting yourself and get imposter syndrome and you start going down that lane and like, I was literally just about to, to give up and put it down for the day, which is also fine, you know? And I made like some little mistake on my keyboard sampler 
and a cool noise came out and I was like, oh, that was cool. And it ended up like turning into probably my favorite song I've ever made just by like fiddling along with this weird ass noise that I discovered and ended up spending another two, three hours and created an entire song that's maybe one of my favorite songs I've ever made. It's going to be on this new project I'm working on. And so like, it was such a beautiful reminder to myself to A, not not be so intentional that you don't let yourself take get taken away by these like mistakes or like not even a mistake it's just an unexpected thing that occurs you know um and to just again keep pushing through and not let like the that little voice in your head that tells you you're not that good to win over you know over just being a creative entity trying to like explore something um you know so that was a really good experience for me because it was like such a beautiful reminder of that Yo, I think your mic is cutting in and out a little bit. Um, can y'all oh, hear Provokin? Yeah, I think so. This does happen with spaces on my end sometimes and other people, but if it's happening with you, maybe step down and come back up. Microphone check. All right, let me do it real quick. I'll be right back. Shout out to technical difficulties. Shout out to Twitter spaces, super functional. Yo, any better? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think we're sounding awesome. Yeah. Twitter spaces still okay. glitchy as fuck. <laughs> gotta gotta love Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, how uh, how has <laughs> how has your relationship with Twitter been over the years? Have you been on this app forever? I didn't look at when you joined via your profile. But what's Man, that been like? Been how how long have you been? Yeah, I mean, I've been on Twitter for a minute, um, just for for music and all my other endeavors. Um, I would say it really picked up for me in this NFT boom. Um, I feel like that's when I got a little more into it and found that my timeline was really cool because it was just like a bunch of art and uh, art from people who I was starting to build like these relationships with and my collectors and fans and friends. So um, I would say like the last few years of Twitter have been really cool. Um, I would say recently, I don't know if it's an Elon thing or if it's just I don't know, however my Twitter timeline looks, it's a little weird these days. Like, I feel like the majority of my timeline is like um, a lot of engagement farming bullshit, a lot of derivative art that all looks like either X copy or Grant. <laughs> no hate, I'm just saying. Uh, and I don't know, it's weird what I end up seeing and then I don't end up seeing like my friend's art who I'm like a fan of. So that's a little weird and disappointing, but maybe a solution is around the corner. I don't, I don't fucking know, but uh, my Twitter timeline's weird as hell yeah. these days to be a hundred with you. 
Definitely. It seems like we're we're in a at least a, a an era of this industry where like a speculative kind of nature is just dominating everything. And so everyone's just like trying to make people speculate on them. And it it's right creating like a weird dynamic on the timeline. So it is it's funny to to see that other people notice that as well. Where it's yeah, just like, okay, strange. we're definitely a lot of and i fall into it too so i say we but we're definitely like we do the same thing every day or we say we have these weird little like rituals that somehow do uh -huh. work a little bit <laughs> it's just a, it's a funny thing yeah. yeah i feel it i think it's like it's like uh i don't know i can just see well it's weird right because like you want you you kind of have to like give into the algorithm a little bit because you want your artwork to be seen and you want your voice to be heard. Uh, but then also it's like, you don't want to lose yourself to like what's being asked of you. And so it's, it's a very weird dynamic. And I, I feel bad for artists um, because it seems these days, and this is like an Instagram thing too. It's like, you can't just make work. You have to like be like <laughs> this over the top personality you know what I mean? Like all these musicians who have Instagrams now, like they're all trying to like play to the Instagram reels. And all of a sudden they're like doing fucking key and peel sketches on their, like on their Instagram reels instead of just like playing music. And I'm like, damn, that sucks, man. Like you should be <laughs> making beats and you're like over here, like being an actor. And uh, you know, so that's a weird thing. I'm, I'm not necessarily like knocking it as uh, maybe it'll go in a direction that's interesting, but it's a weird dynamic. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It's like I get it, but it's it's totally noticeable. I almost I almost liken it to like the 24-hour news cycle where it's like there always has to be a story, there always has to be something going on, so they'll drum up a story out of nothing at three o'clock in the morning just so that people have a reason to tune in. It feels like that where it's just like yep. wash, rinse, and repeat, get that content out, content, content, content. Content driven. Yep, man. Everyone's just trying to produce content. And I think that's the other scary thing with like this space is like um, if you're not putting a new piece of art out every day, like you can easily feel like you're disappearing and becoming irrelevant. And man, I just for anybody who needs to hear this, fuck all of that shit. Like that is not that's not healthy. It's not real. It's definitely just like it's it's an illusion and you can take time to make the work and it'll be worth it and it'll be so much better um that's just my opinion you know what i mean and like there's different schools of thought and if you can put work out every day that's cool but like if that's not how you operate i just don't think that you should feel like you need to keep up with this i don't know this pace that is just like untenable totally totally how do you okay how do you balance commercial success and then also staying true to your artistic vision we're talking about all kinds of things that kind of naturally knock mm -hmm. us off of our rocker uh what is what does the introduction of money look like to your creativity and is that like something that you're comfortable with or is that something you balance yeah it's a it's a weird thing for sure um i mean in order to make work, you need to be having some revenue come from somewhere uh, in order to have like the space and time to, to do it. You know what I mean? So I think that it's an important thing. 
but it does, you know, I've always felt, uh, I hate promoting my work. You know what I mean? Like it's always felt a little like gross to me. Um, I really wish I could just post it and like disappear again. Um, I do, you know, one of the things I really do love is I love like engaging with fans and community and people who dig what I make. Um, so like my Instagram is a good example of this where like I get a lot of DMS and messages and, um, fans just like hitting me up and I fucking love that shit. And I try to respond to every single one of them individually. And I notice that they're always very appreciative of that and like surprised when I respond. Um, and to me, like, I'm just like stoked. I have fans. I'm stoked that people like what I do enough to like be a fan of me. And so like, I don't take that for granted. And so I love that element of it. Um, but the thing that I don't love is having to like promote and post on social media and be like, Hey, I'm dropping this on at this time and you can, you know, do this and that with it. And I, you know, it's just like, I've never really felt that comfortable with that. Um, but I do understand that that's, that's part of the game and you have to, you know, part of that is an ego thing. And so you have to overcome that um, if you want to excel and progress in the space. Um, and so, you know, I'm aware of it. It's just, I'll probably never be like a big fan of it, <laughs> you know? Can you talk about like uh, your relationship with ego? Have you, have you always been kind of comfortable with your ego? Did you come into maybe the music industry or NFT or art worlds with sort of an ego that was broken down over time? Or what does that look like for you? I mean, to be honest, I've always been pretty like self-conscious and insecure and actually more on the shy side in terms of like, like I'm, I'm a fairly introverted person who lives in a very extroverted world. <laughs> like, you know, like I, I, like, like I was saying, like my favorite place to be is just listening to music, drawing alone at my house with my dogs. Um, like that's, that's my happy place. Um, but I also understand that like to achieve certain goals and to, to progress and build my career, I need to like step outside of that a little bit more. And so I actually think it's been a great thing for me because it's been a challenge that I've had to overcome. Like, dude, I used to have like major stage fright, um, major public speaking anxiety, like in high school and in college. Um, and, you know, so, so I'm actually appreciative of having to battle with that. Cause it was like something that I feel like I overcame to a certain degree, but like, I don't know, I'm a human being, man. Like I definitely like every day is a little bit different. Sometimes I'm really feeling myself and within an hour I could be like, or like, okay, I'll put it this way. A lot of artists probably can relate to this, this, um, this process. You start making some shit and you're like, this is the dopest thing that's ever been made. This is fucking incredible. Oh my God, I'm a genius. And then five minutes later, you're like, this is terrible. What am I doing? Like, what the fuck is this shit? I'm such an imposter. Like, this is nonsense. <laughs> so like, I would say that, you know, my ego is in con constant conversation with itself um, throughout the creative process, whether it be performing or, um, or drawing or painting or whatever it is, you know? Definitely, definitely. What, uh, could you talk about the collaborative process a little bit? Um, what kind of a person are you to work with? Um, <laughs> I, to work with? I think, I'm a pretty yes to work with yeah like if you're in the studio with someone yeah. what is your what is your energy like 
Yeah, I mean, I think I'm a relatively like open person. Like I really, I feel like um, I've learned to take criticism a lot better um, through collaborating with a lot of people. Um, so like I try to not let my ego get too much in the way and um, really use the collaborative process as a way to get outside of my own formula, you know? So like let somebody else's creative process take over for a little bit. It's kind of like, you know, taking turns driving is how I look at it. It's like you let someone else have the wheel for a little bit and then you take control. And sometimes it'll be more, more them driving. And sometimes it'll be more you driving. It just kind of depends on what the collaborative collaboration is. Um, but I love collaborating because I feel like it always makes me step outside myself a little bit more. Yeah, I think that's the how the best collaborations come through. Because I think sometimes if you try to go into it with too much formula, it takes too much away from each artist. But if you kind of just go in with kind of like nothing, but you know what each other do, then I think that you can come together and make some cool stuff a lot of the time. But collaboration just takes a little bit yeah. more more foresight and like willingness to let go kind of definitely um yeah no i think that's that's really true and going in with not too many expectations like just being really open um and letting the creative process take over um and again every collaboration is different and like you know when i collaborate on a piece of visual work it's probably different than if i create uh create a piece of music with somebody else or um if we're talking about being on stage together opposed to in the studio together so like it all changes based on the arena um but i think overall just being open um and yeah not getting too caught up in your own way and like um and not getting too focused on what your sound is and and just like letting it be an open conversation Totally, totally. Could you talk about a time where your art or music was received in a way that you did not expect? Like, when was the last time you put something out and you were surprised at what happened, for better or worse? Huh. Um, that's a good question. You know, I would say the, the Scully's project, um, which is like one of my main NFT projects, I don't think I, I really anticipated it being as big of a thing as it ended up being and like the demand being so high for it, like in the beginning stages of it. Um, it was really just like a little side project that I was focused on. I was making these little loose skull drawings. And, you know, when I, this is like probably a year and a half ago, um, you know, they were selling for crazy amounts of money. They were, they were selling out immediately. And I definitely got like overwhelmed by that because I was trying to keep up with this demand for them. Um, that took me a little bit outside of myself, I feel like. Um, but that was, that was really unexpected. <laughs> like I just didn't, it, it was really a life-changing project um, that's still going on. Uh, but like at the beginning, the hype of it was just like, I, I had no idea it was going to be like that. Yeah, totally. How do you how do you deal with that kind of hype? You said it's it's got to be overwhelming. And do you feel like once you sort of accepted that it's like, okay, this is too much for me, I need to step back, things were like way easier? Or has it just been something that you feel like you're slowly chipping away at? What's a what's your relationship with it like it now? 
I think that um, for an artist like me, I had this fear that if I didn't like capitalize on it immediately, that it would all disappear. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh my God, I got to keep, I got to keep pumping these out. I got to keep like making this thing happen or it's going to go away. And then I realized that if I slowed it down and did it at a pace that was comfortable, it, it was still there for me. And so I think once I realized that it wasn't going anywhere, I was able to do it on my own terms and at my own pace. And that's kind of like where I am now, where I, I just trickle them out whenever I make them. It's not like I got to put, you know, when I first was doing them, I was putting them out in these batches of like 30. So I was trying to like make 30 of them at a time and keep up with all the collectors who were asking for them and wanted one. Um, and, you know, I was like really lost in that. And I think once I slowed it down and just did it on my own terms, that's when I have, I have a better relationship with it now. Cause I feel like the demand is still there and I can do them on my own terms and, and do it in a stylistic way. That's not rushed. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. As a, as somebody who's like super interdisciplinary, how do you go about choosing like who you want to work with? Um, so, you know, honestly, I am really open to working with people who want to work with me, who believe in me. I remember like I got that piece of advice early on is work with people who want to work with you, um, keep people on your team who believe in you. And um, I really like subscribe to that just in terms of um, a lot of times we like chase people who we see in the spotlight and like uh, aspire to be like. And I think that it's important because like the people who, who really believe in you will work the hardest for you and are probably like the best people to work with um, because they do believe in you. And so like, that's really my, my thing is like, if we share the same values, if I enjoy your vibe for lack of a better word, like I'm, I'm down to work with you most times. Um, so it's not, if, I mean, there's certain situations where like, I really fuck with somebody and I really love their music or I really love their artwork and I'll seek them out and be like, yo, let's make something. Um, and that definitely happens as well. But I think like, usually once I start building some sort of a relationship with somebody, uh, I tend to, um, you know, I'm down to work with them in a creative capacity too. Totally, totally. Let's, let's talk about touring for a minute. How did you come to meet Grizz and what is that? What is touring with Grizz? Like, I know that energy has to be crazy. Have you toured before? Is this your first one? Is this, is this all new grounds for you? How are you feeling? No, I mean, I've been touring. I've been touring for a really long time, just not like on this scale. Um, you know, so I've toured and opened for um, for larger artists before. And then for the last, like we, we started right before the pandemic um, touring together where I was like doing all the shows with him and everything. Um, and then this past, what is it? Year and a half, two years um, where we've been touring like kind of nonstop doing nonstop festivals and um, our own like curated events. Um, those have been amazing just cause like they're, they're really next level in terms of just like the crowds are really big. There's a lot of energy in the room. Um, so it's a different, like it's definitely different now than it's ever been like cause of the scale of it. But I've been touring in some capacity for the last probably like 10 years. Um, it's just like on a different level now. And yeah, it's, it's really amazing, man. Like, 
uh, Grizz is one of my best friends in the world. Um, we work really well together. Um, we've always just kind of connected on a musical level and an artistic level and on like a personal level. And so it's just really easy to work together. Um, I trust him a ton and uh, I think he trusts me. And so like we're able to create a lot of cool shit together. And then um, our chemistry on stage, I think it translates because we're friends in real life and enjoy working with each other in real life. That's amazing. That's awesome to hear. I like that, that you're able to have that kind of chemistry. I think that it makes for a totally more magical stage experience. So that's, that's cool to hear. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I hear that a lot from fans is they're like, we can tell you guys, and, and it's not just me, it's me, Krishaira, um, Jeremy and Billy, who are the horn players. Krishaira is like a wonderful singer. Like we're all fucking best friends, <laughs> you know, like we hang tough when we're uh, not on stage and when we're touring. And so um, I always hear fans say like, we can really tell you guys vibe with each other in real life. And it makes it so much more pleasant to watch, um, you know, just because I think you can sense that. Totally. Totally. What is a, what's your dream tour look like? If you could go anywhere with anyone, what are like some of your first stops? You don't have to do like the whole tour cause that's ridiculous, but what are some of like your first yeah, yeah. stops or any like specific names that come to mind? <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I gotta be honest, like the touring with this, this um, iteration of Grizz with the live band is probably like my dream in terms of like uh, who I would want to play with um, just cause it's, it's so fun for me. I get to, I'm not on stage the whole time. So it's like, I get to see some of it and then I get to like go up and do my thing for like these kind of highlighted moments. And then I'm off stage. It's like, it takes the pressure off my shoulders a little bit because there's so many other talented people sharing the stage together. Um, so that's a really beautiful component of it. And then I would say I would love to take that. We've pretty much toured around the whole U.S. at this point in the last year and a half. And I'd like to ideally do that in Europe um, at some point in the next couple of years. That would be a dream come true to go to Europe with them and, and bring this show on the road there. Yeah, definitely. Has there has there been any venues that have hit different so far that you've played at or any like crowds that are just like on another level? Um, so we just did well, so there's a couple shows that are like annual shows. We just did Space Camp um in Hampton, Virginia, which is just like so fucking cool and these shows are massive. Um, it's at this place called the Hampton Coliseum, which looks like this giant spaceship. Uh, I don't know how many people it holds, but it's a lot of fucking people, <laughs> like a lot of people, more than I'm used to playing in front of. I think it's like 12,000, 10,000, 12,000 people. Um, and so the energy in those shows are just, I mean, you got the picture pinned actually up here. I see. Yeah. So those shows are really crazy. Um, We've played Red Rocks for the last few years. We didn't do it this year, um, but Red Rocks is definitely like one of my favorite places in the world to play. Um, I'm trying to think of a couple other ones. I love playing in Detroit because that's, that's where Grizz is from. So we do a lot of stuff in Detroit and that's always like a really fun hometown vibe. Um, those are my main ones. I also, I really want to play the Gorge. Um, 
so hopefully that'll happen in the next couple of years too because i've heard that place is beautiful um you know on par with like red rocks Definitely, definitely. Um, what what kind of an influence do you want to have on people or do you have on people? I know you you talk about like it, your experience with like having fans now and having people reach out to you. Like what is what is your impact like now? And is that something that you're looking to grow or change or or what's your relationship with like with your own influence? Yeah, that's an interesting one because I I kind of like go back and forth on it. I think, I mean, really, you know, I think like my message is, it's a little cliche, but it is like one of positivity and generosity, being a good fucking person. I mean, the Grizz motto is show love, spread love. So that's like, I definitely subscribe to that. Um, and just like being a fucking good person, not being a shitty person, you know, taking the time to communicate with people. Um, I definitely try to be, I mean, for like the people who are creative in one way or another, I mean, I think everyone is generally creative in some capacity. So I try to like inspire that in people and um, inspire them to keep going with whatever their craft is, whatever their love is, whatever their passion is. I hope that like in some way I can be um, an example of what perseverance as an artist looks like. Cause you know, like I didn't find that much success until way later in my career. I just kind of kept going cause I loved it. Um, and so I think that's like a big part of it is just like, yo, do, do what you love. Cause it definitely is possible whether you make a million dollars, whether you make a couple hundred bucks, like it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, as long as you're like pursuing something that, um, that fulfills you. Um, I think that's kind of like my message to people. And I think as an artist, yeah, just trying to like push positivity. I mean, all my songs aren't necessarily positive. I talk about the shit that I go through and whatnot, but like, um, I just think that like, it's easy to reach a certain level of, of success and become an asshole. I watch it happen to so many fucking people and I just refuse to like be a part of that. I just, I think it's important to to be humble, to give back to the people who are with you from the beginning um, and show love to like the fans. It, not, none of this should exist without people who believe in you. So it's all about them at the end of the day too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you, can you talk about any specific pieces or projects that uh, like pushed you out of your comfort zone? Do you try and like dive into something that's challenging every time? What's your relationship with like with challenging yourself? Mm, I think I tend to work within my comfort zone actually more than I would like to. Like I, I, I want to push myself more, but sometimes I like stay within a comfort zone. Um, I think the last time, uh, the la well, so with this album I'm working on, I'm producing a lot of it. And that's a new territory for me. So like, that's definitely one thing that I'm not that comfortable with that I'm, do I'm like going for it on this project. Um, the other thing I would say is like this last song we put out is called Megazord. And it's very different than a lot of my other shit vocally. It's kind of like more in the Beastie Boys lane. I'm rapping different than I've ever rapped before. And so I would say like, that's definitely um and i attribute some of that to grant for grizz for pushing me outside of like my comfort zone while recording which which he tends to do 
Um, and I think that one, I step outside of myself a little bit more. And then like singing more, I've been singing on a lot more of my songs and that's definitely something that's like very scary to me. Um, cause I don't think of myself as a singer. Um, but I'm going for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm fucking just going to try it. And I think, um, I think it sounds dope so far, you know, from the shit that I'm working on right now, I, I like it so far. I might have a different opinion on it in a couple of days if you ask me, but, uh, those are definitely yeah. some of the areas. Man, singing is a, a whole other beat. Hell yeah, it is. Singing is Definitely really a whole, it it's like a, Oh man, like I, I'm, I'm definitely like familiar with writing raps and stuff like that. But as soon as you have to like really, it's like a different kind of vocal projection. That's like scary is the only way to put it, really. So yeah, shout out to the singers. Yeah, man. shout out to you for pushing yourself. To That's what's up. Yeah, shout out to the singers. You really got to trust yourself to to sing. Can you talk about any specific like reoccurring themes in your music? Uh, things that you end up touching on a lot yeah for sure um i think there's a couple of them i think um one of the main things is probably like my own struggles with ego for sure is like a common theme in a lot of my music um and then on the opposite side of that i try to make a lot of music about just fucking enjoying yourself, like really simple kind of like bops about just being in the moment, um, being present. I think I'm like very influenced in some capacity by Buddhism in some way. Um, like I read a lot of like Deepak Chakra and like Alan Watts and like um, kind of mindfulness books. And so I think that I try to infuse a lot of my music with, with some of my takeaways from those things. Um, and then I just be on some rap shit, just some fun rap shit, wordplay, um, seeing where the wordplay takes the topics, um, and not set too many boundaries, like on myself, you know? Yeah, definitely. Can you, can you touch on spirituality a little bit more and what that looks like for you? Have you always been interested in, in like Buddhism and things of that nature? Yeah. Like I've always been interested in it and then i always kept it at like an arm's length like i didn't i didn't um i didn't act on it you know i was just like curious about it but i would say in the last like three four years i've gotten more into it um realized that meditation isn't this like uh foreign crazy thing for spiritual gurus it's like something anybody can do if they just like give their mind a rest for a couple minutes and so i think once it like became a little bit more simplified and accessible to me um i was able to step into it a little bit more like um and i man i've definitely like felt the effects i mean i wake up every day and i try to meditate for 10 15 minutes in the morning and it has a huge impact on the way that I approach the rest of my day um, just in terms of like being a little more present in the remedial tasks, like washing dishes, uh, you know, taking the dogs out for a walk, like just kind of the basic shit you do every day. Um, rather than having that be like this empty mindless task, being kind of present in those moments um, and experiencing them and enjoying them 
because uh, like that's that's life that's what life is it's just like a collection of these yeah. small little moments you know um so i think it's just giving me perspective in a, in a different way to get into that a little bit more uh how do you maintain like positive mental health is is your mental health good how are you doing yeah i appreciate you asking man um i've been i've been really good i think you know this last year has been really fun for me um and I've gotten to feel some levels of success in both the art and the music. And so it's been relatively easy to maintain a good headspace when all that is happening. Um, but, you know, this past month, I've been home the entire month. Um, and it's been a really good experience because it's just, you know, when, when you're in the midst of touring and being on stage and you're getting praised and you're on these adrenaline highs and all that, like it's easy to kind of like stay up. Um, but when it's quiet and it's just you and your thoughts, it's like, it's not the same. So I was curious how I would do this month. And it's just been such a great month for me of creativity, being home, being quiet, uh, simple pleasures, you know what I mean? And so that's been really nice. Um, and I feel like I'm in a better headspace than I have been in past years in my life. You know, like, I feel like I've, I know myself a lot more than I used to. So when I do get into darker headspaces, I know kind of, um, a, I know that it'll pass at some point and B I kind of have like a bigger toolbox to utilize when I get in those spaces. Definitely. Definitely. It's, it's interesting especially when it hits you on like sort of like a seasonal level or, or like a, a month by month, like you said, where it's like you have this period of time where you're active and on go and you're not really like in it like that. And then you have a period of time, or like a big stretch where you are by yourself. And so it's like, as you, as time progresses and you go through more of those changes, you definitely come back to it with more of like a, like you, like you said, a set of tools. So I think that that's cool. And I'm, I'm glad yeah. that you answered that. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Um, we're coming up on about an hour. Um, I got one more good question for you. And then I want to give you a chance to talk about some of the pinned uh, moments and pieces of art up here. Uh, let you talk about Scully's basically just give you the open floor. But I do want to ask you one more question. And then I also want to open it up to the audience. If any of y'all want to come up and ask Probcause a question, you are more than welcome to. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's end on this one with how do you define success and what does that look like for you? Mm, that's such a good question. Um, I also feel like my definition of success has drastically changed over the years. Um, because I used to think like, I used to be, want to be like fucking famous, you know, I want to be like a famous artist. And that was my definition of success. And I realized fairly recently that like fame looks terrible to me. <laughs> like I really love being in the current space that I'm in where it's like, I have a really cool community of fans and friends and I have a sustainable career to create. And that is success to me. Like that is all that I really fucking want. Um, you know, I have a few like goals that I would like to achieve they're all pretty like humble, simple things that I uh, desire. But like 
to me, success is like peace to like have some peace, whether that be peace of mind, peace from traumatic events going on around you, just having that peace. That is definitely my definition of success. I think everyone's probably a little bit different, but um, yeah, being in, in, in a peaceful space is really all that I strive for these days. Yeah, man, I think that's beautiful. And I think that, that those moments of peace are easy to take for granted, especially as a, a busy, creative person. So I think that that's a super beautiful goal. Appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you for the questions, too, man. Like, they're very thoughtful. And uh, I appreciate you taking the time to, you know, learn about me enough to, to ask them. So much love to you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This has been awesome. I want to let you talk about uh, just, yeah, some of these moments and some of these pieces or talk about Scully's if you want to just, you know, take it away. You feel free to pin other things or if you have like a, a title or something, I can search it up and I can pin it. Uh, and then, yeah, if anybody yeah, from mean, the audience wants to come up and ask a question, go for it. Yeah, I, I don't even know. I feel like we covered so much. I would say, you know, Scully's is my main project within the Web3 space that's kind of transcended outside the Web3 space as well. Um, it's just kind of like the um, my main platform. It's where my Discord is, where all my fans and friends and people come and hang. So if you're interested at all, like we would love to have you come hang out in the Discord. Um, but just to like, simplify it a little bit more scullies are these one-of-one one skulls that i create um there's going to be 666 of them they um i'm not even halfway through them i kind of just put them out um when i create them and i've been able to curate this like awesome group of people around it um i try to do fun creative interactive things um with them they get access to like a lot of my artwork and music before everyone else and um that's mainly the thing with scullies if you want to learn more about that like just hit me up or come hang out in the discord and you can see what it's about um but other than that like if y'all have questions i would love to answer them rather than than show myself um but i'm like down to talk to anybody one-on-one -on -one if you want to hit me up and want to know more hell yeah hell yeah I'll give people T minus 10 seconds to ask questions. I always say like, all right, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. And then that's when the first person requests. So we'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Appreciate you for coming up though. I appreciate all of y'all for coming out seriously. Yeah, for real. Thank you guys for tuning in and hanging with us. And I think with that, we are probably safe to call it a night. Y'all come tune in to the next Burrito Spaces. Stay tuned to the account. We do these all the freaking time. And thank you again so much. Thank you, Cause, for coming up and answering my questions. Thank y'all for coming up and showing out. I love you all. And have an amazing night. Much love. You too, bro. Thanks for having me. I'll, I'm looking forward to the next one. I'm going to come hang. Peace.